Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome in, Mike Carmen with you live. Super Bowl 56, the lead up, the pageantry, the pomp, the circumstance, and the hordes of people making their way around the fun and exciting NFL experience, the convention center. We're on Radio Row. We've got a shiny table in front of us and really comfortable seats that I'll take a nap in later. But pleased to welcome in Will Leach, LZ Grandison. They've got The Long Game, the podcast. Will, you know, back from Deadspin, mm. LZ is years with ESPN. You know, I only appeared on Deadspin once. Oh, did, what, Somehow what? I, I, got, I stayed under the radar. What did you do? I was put in, <laughs> get this, I was put into a poll when I was doing mostly fantasy football uh, prognostication. Uh-huh. They decided to do the, I guess, the least likely to find female companionship. Oh, so wow. they put odds up. So that they found was, the oh, worst photos that, that they could possibly That was definitely Delario. Wow. That was definitely Delario. And you finished number one? <laughs> no, I was third. Third, okay. Oh, you still get a medal. Yeah. Did yeah. you beat Barry? I think that's the real no, question. No, I, I, I don't know. I, see, I think, I think they left him out. Oh, okay, yeah, He's yeah. a guy that kind of gets exempted just, from Just so of. handsome. Just so handsome. Well, we could talk about him. <laughs> We're not going to do that on the podcast here. Uh, <laughs> I have some thoughts. So uh, you, brought, uh, you brought up Deadspin, man. What, what are we doing here? Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. That was the only time I ever appeared. So there's my link gotcha, to you gotcha. on, obviously, LZ gotcha. uh, and Will following your work for years. And now we're talking the long game before we, we got to recording. We're talking about kids sports, youth sports, uh, and now we're at the competition at its highest <laughs> level. But in the background, yeah. you know, we've got all these stories swirling, right? The Tom Brady retirement. I know on the pod, one of your podcasts, mm. recent episodes, guys talking about Brady, the impact on the NFL. We've got the Brian Flores lawsuits. And you guys going journalists, not hot take nonsense, <laughs> right? Because as we do, radio, like yeah. a lot of barking and debating, but you guys doing the nuanced deep dives on these things. We How can bark. Bar- Occasionally we bark. We can bark. It's still there, but yeah. it's not the genesis. I mean, how did you guys come to this partnership to push this forward? They gave me a shitload of money. Yeah, and they and and, 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 and there was a little bit left over for me. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, I've been reading. I mean, obviously, like I've been reading LZ for years. You know, one one of the things and listening to him and, and everything about it, I still feel like kind of. To be honest, we've done what. 20, 25 shows at this point, and I feel, wow. I don't know how many we've done. Probably, like, not that many, but it seems like a lot. I'll say three of them were today. Yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> today, it feels like a lot. Uh, but, like, you know, I mean, I'm still, like, a little starstruck. Like, I, I think LZ is, like, like incredibly, Aww. like, it's such an incredibly talented guy I always kind of wanted to work with. And I think one of the things that really works, too, is obviously we love sports, and I think we both come to this from a place of, 
like true enjoyment of sports. Like you, you worked in sports media for a long time. At a certain level, people will hit a level where they're like, okay, I can't find the Super Bowl. We're here. This game is. We're, I'm at the Super Bowl for the 15th year. This is so dull. And you know, in my spare time, I watch sports. This is like really, really fun. Sure. But we also write about things that aren't sports, and I think that helps. Is that we have the sports obsession, but we write about politics, we write about culture, we write about a lot of other things. And I think that allows us to be both inside the world of sports, but also to see that like a little bit have a little perspective on it and and help in that way. And, and honestly, like. Like, I've been waiting to talk to someone like LZ about sports every week for a really long time because <laughs> a lot of it is, listen, I'm, I'm not against hot take stuff. I, I had first take on in my, uh, in my hotel room today. I'm not against it as a notion, but it's not like I don't, I feel like there's a higher form. <laughs> and I feel like these things could be done in a smarter way. And to find someone that feels the same way is very exciting. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, it's all levels, right? Yeah. So there's the, the low-hanging fruit. We can right. do all the goat mm-hmm. conversations. Yeah. Door blow. I, I hate it. Right. It's not. It's not my forte. <laughs> right. But every once in a while, you've got to go roll right. around in that stuff, right? <laughs> and certainly when there's big topics here, it's the Matthew Stafford Super Bowl, and does it dismiss 13 years? Yeah. Of like, all right, fine. Yes, it does. Sure. There, I answered it for you. There, no, but <laughs> yes, but yes, you yes, did yes. it in one sentence. Yeah. So that was done. Okay, wow. Joe really Burrow, the, <laughs> the crowning of a new hero. <laughs> all right. of it. Like, but those are the kind of topics you get. But yeah. then there's all the nuanced stuff right. that's going behind the scenes, and. and you know, when I, I found out we were going to be able to have a chat, I mean, the Brian Flores lawsuit as yeah. it relates to the, the NFL as a whole, right? We've watched the machine, and everybody, I think, agrees on a surface level, mm-hmm. hey, there's a problem. Right. There needs to be a fix. Mm-hmm. But then it becomes the, if you suggest anything that seems even the least bit radical, right? he's like, no, that'll never happen. I was like, well, obviously what's working isn't, right. or mm-hmm. what you're trying to do isn't working, I should say. But, you know, for you guys, as, as you start to debate and kind of peel back the mm. onion, like, what, what are you guys finding? And, and how does it hit you when these things hit the uh, headlines? You know, the thing that really strikes me, particularly in the heels of the commissioner's press conference, was I don't think he said the word white. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I bring that up because <laughs> I think it embodies what's one of the major problems in terms of this diversity conversation is that no one wants to say what the actual problem really is. You know, they, because no one wants to say you're racist or no one wants to say you harbor racist thoughts so that no one wants to say that your worldview might be one that excludes people of color. No one wants to say that because inevitably it makes the person you're talking to feel bad. But Well, but it's, it's but, the, the word that it resonates but, and it brings an emotion, even if it's just, it's not forward, but right. latent or upbringing or whatever. Right? But it's obvious is the, it's the problem. And so it's hard to solve the NFL's problem with race when it doesn't even want to say the word race. Right. When the commission can stand there for 45 minutes and say diverse candidates. Yeah. It's like, well, what the hell is that? Right, right. You, you mean black folks, man. And you mean right. Latinos. You mean, you know. Enumerated. Not, right. Yeah. Like, let's not do it in theory because then you're going to try and find an answer in theory. Right. And that's the reason why we're still here where we were when the, when the Rooney Rule was first in place, which was. What, what can we do to have more diversity in right. the ranks of, high, of a head yeah. coach? Well, I think it starts with being comfortable with saying, you know, we look racist. Let's just put it out there yeah. and move from there. And if people are going to go, no, we don't, no, we don't, and then you look at the data. Okay, well, the Rooney Rule has been in place for over t- about 20 years. We've had more than 120 head coach openings. And for the first 20 years, only 15 have been filled by people of color. What would you call that? I would call it a, uh, obviously, the... You can call it racist. You can go straight to it. <laughs> right. and, 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 but, like, then you, you try to pull it back. You're like, all right, you've got the NFL. But why, why are we pulling it back? 
Well, but but trying to just from a an organizational standpoint, you got the NFL, and then you have thirty two individual teams, and that's where yeah. I get into the radical right, notions right. of well, how do you do this right in right. terms of thirty two and. and like half kidding, it's like, all right, if we're going to go and do a radical realignment, now we're talking about, you know, colorblind bidding on teams. <laughs> and guys, you have term limits for how long your family gets to. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but I'm just saying, in terms of if you're really going to change it, yeah. right. Like, I don't know even if, if a guy dies, they're going to they're gonna pass it on, right? right? I, I don't think you need to, Will. I don't know if you need to do something like that. Before you do something like have a real interpersonal conversation with right. all of the owners, with thought leaders in the conversation of race relations and having real, authentic right. conversations and not just the cursory conversations about let's bring in people to make sure that you're exposed to people of color right. as if unless this happens, there's you're no not way. Do it. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, right. yeah, and I think this speaks to a larger thing that we've talked about a lot, too, is. The NFL still treats this as a public relations problem as opposed to an actual issue with the league that needs to be resolved. And I think you saw a lot of that with Goodell today, right? The whole, like, listen, Goodell has gotten so much better at these press conferences. Remember how bad the one in New York oh, was sure. where he was mm-hmm. sweaty? And right? and now he's like, he's really, uh, you know, I think uh, LZ called it on the show that he's, he's getting really good at about saying nothing with empathy. And that is like that, that's a skill. Like if you're a PR professional, there's a ton of them in this room. They would be like, "That is the goal. Like the mm-hmm. goal is to be able to make it look like you care, but not actually do anything that would show that you care." And right. I think that that's really what the, what I think gets is a lot of frustrating about Goodell and frustrating about the league. It's like it, I think this speaks to your larger point, Elsie, is that it's you have to actually address the problem. They are talking in vague general right. notions right. about the problem. Right. But and like there, there's still this sort of, you know, one of the things that I thought was interesting that Goodell would do today is, you know, the NFL by nature is very, we are the NFL. We solve problems. We make all the money. We are the ones that are powerful. We are the ones, except when it comes to this, where, the, where they feel like it's like a tender area and they're like, we, mistakes were made. Well, we, it's all a growth process. Oh, sure. all, and right. like, and, and they talk, talking points. They talk they in the, right yeah, they talk in this like right. touchy feely way that they talk about literally nothing else. Right. And that makes I think a very reasonable person be like, yeah, I think they're kind of full of it. <laughs> like I kind of right. think like I think I, and I think that what's frustrating is not so like the, the problems are there. The problems have been there for a very long time. The problems have arguably gotten worse in the in the last five or six years. So. The frustration is the inability to actually address the problem, is to treat it like a problem that comes up on every Wednesday for 45 minutes before the Super Bowl, right. where you got to get through the questions. Because we spent the whole week being like, oh, how's Goodell going to address this? He's going to be under fire. And he got there and like, okay. And you would have laid odds that this is exactly what you're going to get. Yeah, this is what, right, it's, exactly. right? Yeah. because it's the same thing. Exactly. Because no matter what has come at the NFL. You get a, right. yeah, and, and look, and I love yeah. the NFL. I love the game. But we're obviously here. we're here. We're, we're celebrating. Yeah. But, the, but we have to admit that there's still exactly. tons of problems. Like we're walking around. All week, and you're talking to guys who've been in the coaching trees or just retiring, and they're like, I'd like to, but, and then yeah. they pause. Right. And it's like, all right, we all know what the conversation between us is, but right. then how do you yeah. get that back to the league and actually make those 32 owners, GMs, all the way down yeah. affect real change? It's the, it's the craziest thing to me that you can have a league say Brian Flores' lawsuit is without merit. It's like right away. Bam. That was like an hour, yeah. Yeah. 
but also have a press conference in which the commissioner talks about all the tweaks that have been made to the Rooney Rule yeah. over the last 20 years because it hadn't been effective. And then to say that, right. and then, well, and to do that, pre- that press release three days later, that yeah. was and then do the press release, right? Exactly. Said, well, we obviously know. And then, and then we're pressed on that today to say, oh well, that was a lawyer move. I don't really get into the lawyer <laughs> stuff. Like I'm sorry, you put it out on Twitter. Right. Like, that was not like a legal firing. Right. Filing. Like you literally put it out on Twitter as the official response to this right. lawsuit. And then th- when that didn't play, right? When that didn't go well, I didn't test well. Yeah, you're like, oh well, um, yeah, we've listened very closely to to theoretical things that may have come out may of that. Happened. Just so you know. The lawsuit itself, I mean, the lawyers are the ones saying it's completely without merit, but we are addressing the concerns. And oh, by the way, the second biggest conversation is about the football team that had a racist slur for much of his existence. (laughs) (laughs) But we don't accept racism nowhere in the NFL. And listen, commanders, (laughs) yeah. But but this is how they handle everything. Like, 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 there have been times, like in 2014 in New York, domestic violence was the issue. There have been times where CTE has been the issue. Mm -hmm. There's been times when Kaepernick has been the issue. But they they consistently handle it the same way every time, which is a public relations problem to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. And, and, And don't mess up the money because that's really what it's about this gets this is what gets lost about goodell he's not this altruistic leader of the of the looking out for football's best interest he right. is the employee of 32 right. billionaires that is what his job is that's what every commissioner's job is the, the good ones make you think for a second that that's not what they're doing but they're literally that, that, that like the baseball negotiations are all about no one's like well rob manfred's worried about the, the better <laughs> position of baseball right. like he's there to represent the owners and, and i think players almost appreciate that forthrightness right, right. like the idea like they're not. He's not pretending, and I think that Goodell still likes to put himself out as like the here, like he's the president, right? Like the state of the NFL, and this is where it all stands. But he is a representative of the 32 owners, and so at a certain level, he can do his best to get them to change. But the fact is, these are 32 billionaires who do things their own way and will always do things their own way. And the idea of being able to get them to to change not just their hiring practice, but the way they see the world is right. is I. I I think is it's hard for him. He has to do his best every year to make it look like he has that sort of power over them, but he doesn't. And it starts with simple questions. Like, you know, you ask the owners, how many people of color are in your life that aren't employees of yours or somehow work for you? How many people in your life who are people of color who are actually your boss or in charge of something that you were responsible for? Because when you look at the numbers, like, for instance, Fortune 500, I believe it was last year, talked about the fact that they had featured 1,800 CEOs over the course of the Fortune 500 list since they started publishing, I believe, in 1955. And less than 20 of the 1,800 CEOs were people of color. Who do you think the NFL owners spend the most time with? Right. Yeah. Sure. These <laughs> CEO types, right? I'm, like, doing the math in my head. Just so, like, so like they're... Head. Their world is very, very white, and their understanding of the world is through that particular prism. And, and if they come from generational wealth, right. then the socioeconomic aspect of this conversation doesn't even come into play in a real way, sure. a real tangible way, unless you're Robert Kraft and you're being intentional in terms right. of really interacting with people who live differently than you. And I would just argue that, yeah, I've talked about the word race and racism and racial implications, and I know how people can be upset by that. But there isn't another word in the English language that would describe the exclusion of people of color <laughs> at the rate in which right. people of color have been excluded. If there's a different word, and you can't say accident, 
right. happenstance. Happenstance. Yeah, the right. right. thesaurus, yeah. it right. just keeps yeah. shifting. Right. It's just the way well, that's it. It you rolled the, the dice and it right. just happened to land that way. It's right. Congratulations, you've won. Well, one of the interesting things this week, and I, I wonder how many people understood this, uh, what a mogul Byron Allen had become. Right, he oh, was just, no, he, for years. Well, no, no, no. Did tried by NBC at one point? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I'm talking like the, the general, like because all of a sudden yeah. he shows up in the NFL world going, yeah. I remember him, you know, at 2 a.m. hosting a thing with, you know, comedians. But he, were, he, he were owned that deals. show. Right. right, but he owned that and a bunch of other shows, and now he's got billions, and maybe in talks, possibly. I want Rihanna. I'll be honest with you. I want okay. Rihanna to I be a like she's, but she's a billionaire. She's got enough on her plate right She's got, I mean, she's, she's got not making an album. <laughs> she's not making an album. She's, she's making a baby. A baby <laughs> she's not playing in the games. She can still breastfeed and watch the games <laughs> for the sweets. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I do Madness, disagree. I tell you. It is the long game with Will Leach and LZ Granderson. Uh, anything you guys want to pub? What's coming up? Coming out of Super Bowl week this week? We've been, hit, we've been hitting shows all week. We had two, uh, we did two shows. That we have a Twitch show that we do uh, uh, every Tuesday. We'll be doing one more a little post game show from the Super Bowl. We are we are every week in, in, in on Twitch and both in Acast and uh, wherever all you get your stuff. And of course, I I encourage everyone to read all of LZ's writing for the Los Angeles Times and vice versa. And uh, and and your other podcast for kind of I know we're getting in trouble with the recap, but you do you you do another great podcast. I am not. No, you see what our producers say. Megan is saying nothing else exists but this podcast. Get in there and sell, sell, sell. <laughs> Appreciate you guys hanging out. Have a fun week. Who's winning? Rams. Bengals. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it to make it mad. Just to get him fired up. <laughs> I mean, because you got the giant, you know, Matt Stafford there that's just been staring me in the face. Well, it's yeah. about time he's giant. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well, well thanks for having us. Of course. Appreciate you guys you. stopping by. Thanks so much. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.